Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor because a healthy body is a sexy body. All right, you sexy modern lovers, welcome to a very special edition of our Modern Love Radio Podcast, because tonight we have one of my favorite people, Marcy Shymoff, who's one of the best-selling female nonfiction authors of all time. You're going to meet Marcy in just a moment. She's the author of the runaway bestsellers, Happy for No Reason, Love for No Reason, and six titles in the phenomenally successful Chicken Soul for the Woman Soup series. Excuse me, Chicken Soup for the Woman Soul series. And she's here tonight to share the secrets of happiness and real love. Now, you know you want that, so get out those recording devices or download this podcast so you can listen to it over and over Here at Modern Love, we know that real love starts with good communication, not just with others, but you actually have to be able to communicate with yourself. And you have to understand how your past affects your future. So we've got everything you could possibly want about Modern Love, from trainings to mentorship programs for couples and for individuals. And we bring together in our secret sauce, psychology, science, and spirituality to support you in creating massive change in your life, no matter where you are on the journey of love. Some of you have given up on love. Some of you are healing a relationship on the brink of a breakup, and some just want an exciting new career. And believe it or not, love is a secret ingredient in your success. So you can visit us at www.drbrendawade.com or join me in person at one of our Modern Love trainings here in San Francisco. In fact, we have one coming up May 13th, and we have a special guest who will be Skyping in, and it's going to be Marcy Shymoff. So you'll get a taste of what Marcy is all about and feel her incredible energy. Let me tell you a little more about her before... She begins to speak with us. Marcy Shymoff's books have sold more than 15 million copies worldwide in 33 languages. She's topped all the best major seller, major bestseller lists, and she's been on the New York Times bestseller list for a total of 118 weeks. Marcy is a number one New York Times bestselling author, world-renowned transformational teacher, 
an expert on happiness, success, and unconditional love. She's also the host of the national PBS television special called Happy for No Reason, is a featured teacher in The Secret, and is the narrator for the award-winning film Happy. If you haven't seen that film, my dears, go to Netflix and immediately download that and watch it. It's wonderful. I got so much out of it myself. Marcy's currently co-leading a worldwide program called Your Year of Miracles with thousands of participants from 42 countries for living a life of miracles. And I will tell you firsthand, because I follow Marcy, that is a very illuminating program. She's inspired millions of people and is dedicated to helping others live empowered, joy-filled lives. Now join me. And welcoming to our show today, Marcy Shimoff. Hi, Marcy. Hi, Brenda. It's so great to get to be here with you. I love everything you're doing, and I love this series, Modern Love. Good. Well, you are one of the people who's inspired me, Marcy. You know, you and I have known each other a while now, and I don't just love working with you. I love staying up to speed with what you're doing. And when I started reading Happy for No Reason. One of the things I love about it is you start talking about all the studies. Now, you know, I'm a big-time geek. I didn't start out as a clinician. I started out as a hard scientist doing research. So anytime someone brings me new research, I'm going, yay. So you start talking about what experts are now teaching in the fields of positive psychology, neurophysiology, and you interview a 100 truly happy people. Now, how did you get interested in studying happiness and creating this book, Happy for No Reason? Well, Brenda, I actually um, got very interested in it um, from birth. (laughs) And the reason is that I came out of the womb depressed. Hmm. I, I was born with what I call existential angst. And I had, I had a great family, great childhood, you know, everything seemed on the surface to be great, but I wasn't happy. Hmm. And that followed me throughout my younger years. And so when I was in my 20s, I decided to do something about it. I wanted to be happy, and I wasn't. So I set five goals for myself. And I'll just share with you what these five goals are, because I think a lot of people listening might be able to relate. I thought if I get these five things, that's all I need to be happy, and they were to have a great career helping people, to have a a wonderful husband or life partner, fabulous friends, a comfortable home, and my fifth one was to have the equivalent of Halle Berry's body. (laughs) Now, I got four out of the five. I don't have Halle Berry's body, but I have a healthy body at least. And I literally, I, I, I worked really hard to get everything I thought I needed to be happy. And I had a turning point moment. It was in 1998. I had just given a speech to 8,000 people. I had three books at the same time in the top five on the New York Times bestseller list. And I had just finished this speech to 8,000 people. I had autographed 5,432 books. My client had a massage therapist there to massage my hand so I could keep on writing. And I remember... I, I. I felt like an author rock star, but I I remember after I signed that last book, I went up to my hotel room, and I fell onto the bed and burst into tears. And I burst into tears because I realized 
that I had gotten everything I thought I needed to be happy, and I still felt empty inside. I still didn't feel happy. And I knew this was the end of the road. I knew that I could no longer continue to fool myself into thinking that just the next thing was going to make me happy. I had really done all that chasing after happiness, and it didn't work. And that's when I got serious about studying it. So and what was I, missing? Yeah, here's the thing. Here's what I found, Brenda, that was eye-opening to me. One little piece of research that, that explained it all, and that was the, we all have what's called a happiness set point, and it's like a thermostat setting. And no matter what happens to us, whether it's good or bad, we will hover around that thermostat setting. So if you win the lottery, you think you'd be really happy, right? Mm-hmm. Would, right, right. You, you would be. You would be happier for a couple of months, but it would soon fade away. And same happens when people have tragedies. Well, they tend to return of, to that set point. Yeah, it's kind of like the set point for people's weight. It is. Your body it's, gets used to being at a set point for weight, or and happiness is working the same way because they both have a neurophysiology component to them. They do, and, and I, as it turns out, I just had a low happiness set point. And here's how the happiness set point is determined. So you're all wondering, well, how do you get your happiness set point? It is 50% genetic. You're born with it. Yeah. It's 10%, and only 10%, a very small piece of the pie, is your circumstances. And that's what we're all busy trying to, you know, get all of our ducks in a row so we can be happy. It's only 10% of it. The other 40% is our habits of thoughts and behavior. Now, that's where we can really make changes to raise our happiness set point. But, Brenda, I'm going to take this a step further, and I want to talk just a little bit about that piece that's the 50% that's genetic. There are progressive scientists right now in the field of epigenetics who are saying that we influence or can change our genes just by changing our habits. To me, that says that a full 90% of our happiness set point can be influenced by changing some simple habits. Yes, you know, I, think, I think Lipton this should be headline news, and, don't you? And, yes. Well, Bruce Lipton and all the, the, the Greg Braden and all the people doing that research have definitely, definitely come up with the power of changing those habits. So, Marcy, I know you're on track. Absolutely. So, everyone, just take this in for a minute. of my happiness depends on my habits of thinking and behavior. That's powerful. So, Marcy, I know you've created a seven-step program, and this is really at the heart of your wonderful book, Happy for No Reason, and it talks about these very things, the areas of our personal power, mind, heart, body, soul, purpose, and relationships, but for those who don't know, you know, we have all of these oh, neurotransmitters in the brain, dopamine, which is the motivation molecule, oxytocin, what we call the love hormone. And if women are sexual, we secrete oxytocin, so you're going to bond with whoever you're having sex with. Everybody make sure it's the right person. Endorphins, which is a pain-killing molecule, and serotonin, which we call the confidence Molecule, And when Marcy is talking about changing habits, you're actually changing the neurochemicals in your brain. So, Marcy, what are the steps in your seven-step process? 
So I, as you said, I, I interviewed, uh, by now I've interviewed thousands of people who are unconditionally happy. And by the way, what I mean by happy for no reason is not that you're walking around 24-7 with a silly grin on your face. It's not that you're in some Pollyanna state of denial. It's that you have, here's how I define happy for no reason. You have an inner state of peace and well-being that doesn't depend on your circumstances. So, yes, things happen. Life happens. You know, you're going to experience grief or sadness or frustration or anger, but you have a backdrop of inner peace and well-being, and that's what's constant, and that's what, we, that's what we're looking at developing. So what I found is that there are 21 main happiness habits that anyone can practice to raise their happiness set point, and they fall into these seven areas. And let me explain to you all seven of these areas. And if you've got a pen and paper, I ask that you write them down because I'm going to ask you to go back and look at them and see where am I the strongest, where am I the weakest. Because where we want you to start is wherever you're the weakest. That's where you'll get the most, um, most change or most impact. Now, I know it's hard for people to remember seven of anything, so I created a little analogy or a metaphor. I called it building your inner home for happiness. There are seven main components of building a home. There's a foundation, there's four corner pillars, there's a roof, and a garden. Now, here's how those relate to these nice, seven I like areas that. of we happiness. We can all picture that, Mercy. That's yes. Very nice. That's right. So the foundation for happiness is taking responsibility for your life, not showing up as a victim but showing up as what I call a victor rather than a victim. You know, and you, you can know tell you're, you're a victim based on the kind of language you're using, right? Exactly. Like there are three indicators that you're in victim mode. You're in victim if you're blaming, if you're complaining, or if you're shaming. Shaming means blaming yourself, getting down on yourself. Any well, of those shaming three, you're in so victim mode. so dangerous. Yeah, that's probably yes. the most dangerous one. Yes. Shaming others or yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So blame, shame, or complain. That's your first. That's to get out of that mode and to take responsibility for recognizing that you can change your happiness. So that's that's habit number one or step number one. Then there are four corner pillars to your home for happiness. There's the pillar of the mind, the heart, the body, and the soul. So the mind is your thoughts. What are you thinking? How are your thoughts going? You know, 80% of our thoughts that we have today are the same thoughts that we had yesterday and the day before. We need to create new neural pathways in the brain, new, new thought patterns that support our happiness rather than hurt our happiness. 80% of, I'm sorry, 95% of your thoughts are the same as yesterday and the day before, but 80% for the average person are negative. So happy people have learned ways to shift that and create new, more positive neural pathways That's in the brain. That's astonishing, Marcy, because we know that negative thoughts are actually the cornerstone that creates depression. Yes. You know, it's a, it's a Aaron Beck's research, University of Pennsylvania, a negative downward spiral of thoughts just sucks us right down into feeling depressed. And I always like to say depression is energy pressed down. Yes. So you're saying, hey, Let's take a look at those thoughts. If they're habitual, they're negative, we need to change them. 
That's right. And there are a couple of things, very simple things that you can do to change them. First of all, don't get down on yourself for having negative thoughts. Um, as I said, starting point. <laughs> yeah, as I said, 80% of our thoughts, the average person, are negative. Um, psychologists call this the negativity bias. Yeah. We inherited it from our cavemen ancestors. So we actually have to work to reverse this bias that we have to remember negative things. You know, if, if you hear, uh, if you get 10 compliments in a day and one criticism, what do you tend to remember at the end of the day? That's right. Most That's people right. remember the criticism. Happy people have flipped that. They remember the positives. So here are two things I want you to do to um, reverse your negativity bias. And this comes from, from um, research done by Rick Hansen, great mm-hmm. neuropsychologist, right. uh, who wrote a book called Hardwiring Happiness. Mm-hmm. Number one, you want to be on the lookout for the positive. Pretend that it's a game. I had one woman I interviewed who said she imagines that she's the Academy Awards Committee. And every day she's going, she wants to give out five Academy Awards. So she's off for a walk in the park, and she sees a really cute little fluffy white dog, and she, in her mind, awards that dog the cutest dog of the day award. <laughs> you know, great. Just great. to Training be on the lookout. To look for what's good. Yeah. Exactly. Like Train yourself. Five things a day. What, look for what's good. And then the second thing is you need to savor the good. The research shows that in order to, to actually ingrain this, the, the positive, as a new habit, it takes about 20 seconds. It doesn't take anywhere near as long for the negative to stick to us, but it takes a lot longer for the positives to stick to us. So you need to actually not only just notice them, but, but really take them in. Comment on them if you're with somebody else. If it's a beautiful sunset, have a little conversation about it. Um, feel it in your body. Some people talk about writing down five things you're grateful for at the end of the day. Great research yeah. on that. I and love it shows that. That's a great habit. Great and that's, habit. That, that causes you to savor it, writing it down. So however you can take it in, if somebody gives you a compliment instead of saying, uh, if they say you did a great job on that, instead of saying, oh, it was nothing, when you knew you worked really hard on it, you actually take it in and say, thank you. You know, I worked really hard on this project, and I'm so happy with how it turned out. Yes, and this this extrapolates for us because all these tools Marcy is talking about, everybody, imagine using these tools in your love life. Imagine yes. savoring what's good about your partner or your relationship. Imagine getting those five things you're grateful for every day written down about your partner we know, again, the research is in on this. If you do that in your love life, it makes your love life happier, too, just like these tools will make you happier. Marcy, yes. keep going. You are batting a 1,000, and I'm going to save you that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So number, the, the second pillar, the third step, but it's the second of our four pillars, is the pillar of the body. We, you know, Brenda, as, as you well know, I mean, we are, this is not just a mind thing. This is a body thing. We have the, bio, we have the potential to have the biochemistry of happiness. But we need, to, um, we need to support that. So do you have enough endorphins, dopamine, uh, serotonin, and, and, you know, all of these, these happy biochemicals? And, and there are ways that you can support that through 
what you eat through the supplements that you take, and that's far more detailed than we can go into today. Right, and but sleep very and exercise, piece. all those things, anything that fights all the stress hormones will increase the production of the positive neurotransmitters. So, yes, and we'll go into that, Marcy, when we have you as our guest on the 13th of May. You'll have a chance to go more deeply with Wonderful. our group and have a little more time. Great. But everyone just please note that you're responsible. Marcy's saying your own thoughts, how you care for your body. Keep going, Marcy. Let's get into the heart and the okay. soul. Those so are the juicy. next one is the pillar of the heart. And the pillar of the heart has to do with how wide open is your heart. How much are you living in the state of love? Not because you have a partner or not, not because things are going well in your relationship or not, but because you are love. How much is your heart open to that? So that includes, do you, um, are you generous of spirit? Do you have... Uh, gratitude do you are you loving are you forgiving you know i think one of the fast tracks to greater happiness is forgiveness yes so miracle says forgiveness is the key to happiness you are so on point marcy yep so i'm getting all fired up listening to you (laughs) good good so then the last of the four pillars is the pillar of the spirit and that has to do with how much are you connected in to the greater energy of the universe And I don't care what you call it. You could call it creative intelligence. You could call it nature. You could call it God. You could call it the divine. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's a matter of feeling that you, your soul, your spirit is part of this greater energy in the universe and you feel connected to that. And that comes through meditation, through prayer, through taking walks in nature. I don't care how you get to that, but that you do spend some time connecting into your inner source. So everything you're saying, Marcy, is about us building the house. We've got the four pillars. We've got the foundation. Now take us up to the roof. So the roof has to do with living an inspired life. Mm. Happy people are, are doing what they are inspired to do. Now that doesn't mean at every moment, you know. I mean, I love what I'm doing, but I don't necessarily love going through all of my emails every day. But it's, it's the bigger sense that I'm doing what I'm here on the planet to be doing. And each of us is here on the planet to be doing something. It's not an accident that you're here. You are here for a reason. And it may not necessarily be even the career that you're doing, but you're doing something that, that is your expression. I'll give you a quick example, if I may. My father was a dentist. And he loved being a dentist. But he retired at age 72. Now, Brenda, I know you know the research. What happens to people when they retire? Oh, yes. They get they, tired. They get tired and they die. They die. Right. That's because right. they Not because they're a day older, but because they've lost that sense of purpose or meaning in their life. So right. my dad knew about that research, and he said, that's not going to happen to me. And he analyzed what he loved about being a dentist. And he loved working with his hands in intricate ways. And so at age 72, and being artistic, he thought that was artistic. So at age 72, he took up his second, quote, profession, needlepoint. Oh. And he became a master of it. He used to, he was 89, and I'd go into his his, uh, needlepoint office, which was my sister's um, renovated bedroom and made into his needlepoint room, and he had on his dental magnifying glasses, and he'd be sitting there working on his needlepoints. It gave his life meaning. In fact, I'm, I'm standing here, I'm, si- I'm, I'm sitting here right now looking at one of his needlepoints to be made. Oh, that's beautiful. And so 
what is it that you're passionate about? When we're done with this call, I want you to, I want you to make a list of this. I want you to fill in this sentence. I feel alive when I am. And list out ten things that make you feel alive. So I feel alive when I'm on this call with all of you. I feel alive when I'm walking in nature. I feel alive when I'm dancing. What are the things that make you feel alive? And go do those things. Mm, beautiful. Marcy, I love it. Okay, we have the garden. That's our last thing. Take our last the one. So our last one is the garden. And the garden has to do with who do you surround yourself with? Are you surrounded by a lot of toxic people or weeds? Mm. Or are you surrounded by a lot of supportive, happy people, the roses and gardenias of our life? And this matters because what they've found is that happiness and unhappiness are contagious. We catch the emotions of the people around us just like we catch their colds. And they say that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So make a little list of your top five and see, do you want to catch their emotions or not? And this is so pertinent. Once again, Marcy, thank you. I want to bring this house back to, and the garden, back to the world of relationship. Everyone, imagine, imagine that you surround yourself with positive people. What kind of person are you going to attract if you're looking for love? What kind of life will you live if you're already in a couple? It will be more positive. Your community supports you and helps you on your journey. Marcy, you get the last word. As they used to say in the old church down in the south where my granny used to take care of us when we were little, they'd say, take us home, Rev. Take us home, Okay, well, here's the question I'm often asked. Isn't this selfish? All this talk about wanting to be happy. (laughs) What about the world? The world needs help. And my answer is this is the least selfish thing you could possibly do because when you become happier, when you raise your happiness set point, you impact everyone around you. And I always love to share this Chinese proverb that really sums that up. It says, when there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. When there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. And when there is order in the nation, there will be peace in this world. So my wish for every single one of us is that we feel that happiness in our own hearts, that light in our own souls. And through that, we help create more peace here on this planet of ours. Wow. I love it, Marcy. Everyone, Marcy Shymoff the most inspiring, enlightened, uplifting person you could possibly have the opportunity to work with or read her work, go to her website, www.happyfornoreason.com, or check out her new program, The Year of Miracles, at www.youryearofmiracles.com, just like it sounds. Marcy, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. You're a tremendous inspiration to me, and we're deeply honored to have you here for the podcast and then live Skyping in for us on May 13th. And everyone, if you're interested in having more of Marcy's wisdom, join us for that day. It's a full day of intensive training and transformational work on creating love and money in your life from this deep, deep place. Wow. All right. 
stay with us because next week we're going to have Cheyenne Joy discover the gift, and after that, Karen Roost. Different is the new normal. And as always, a big thank you to our producer, LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, our wonderful guest, Marcy Shimoff, tonight, and to you, modern lovers, I love you. Blessings. Good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.